Welcome to Pastor John Miller's Cultural Impact Podcast, brought to you by Church on the Rock. Hello and welcome to our Church on the Rock Cultural Impact Podcast, a podcast about timeless wisdom for a modern culture. I'm Travis Jackson. I'm here with Pastor John Miller, and I wanted to jump in and talk with you about a few of your recent radio spots. But first, how's it going today, Pastor John? Well, listen, I am glad to be here. I'm thrilled we're able to do this because everybody's concerned about what's going on in our modern world. We've got church shootings. We've got redefinitions of, uh, of morality. Uh, we've got socialism, capitalism. I mean, everything in the world, politics. But what we try to do in these few minutes is to talk about modern-day issues from a biblical point of view, kind of a prophetic voice into modern times. And uh, we've got a couple radio spots that I did that we'll actually discuss uh, a little further today. But here's the first one, and it goes like this. Dr. Richard Paulson said womb transplants could allow men to have babies in the future. Science can make this possible, but I wonder if this will help gender-confused people find the happiness they're searching for. We all try things to make us happy. We dye our hair, change wardrobes, use drugs, and have surgery, only to wake up as the same person we were before. Perhaps a better starting place for lasting happiness is accepting who God made us to be and following His plan for our life. That's a great radio spot, Pastor John, and and I just want you to expound upon that a little bit, but um, the idea of being happy. It seems like the world that we live in today, everybody is completely confused on how to become happy. If I do this, I'll be happy. If I do this, then surely I'll be happy. But stats show that millions of Americans just aren't finding that happiness. In fact, I think almost 7% of Americans right now profess that they're depressed. So here's a question for you. Why do you think that's the case that so many people are unhappy? Well, maybe we're created with a God-shaped void in our life. And what I mean by that is is God created us. We're not some product of evolution. We're designed on purpose. The Bible even says that God marked out our days before one of them came to pass. It doesn't mean we're robots, but it means God in His foreknowledge has, has a pathway for us to follow. And, and when God's excluded from our life or minimized, we're not going to be happy. You know, happiness is, is not just in the newest and latest and best, but happiness is a sense that you, you found yourself first contextualized in your relationship with God, and my identity then is not the color of my skin. It's not, you know, uh, whether I'm athletic or not, uh, whether I'm a tech genius. My identity is around that I am first a child of God, and He created me very uniquely and specially, and because of that, I ha- I'm grounded with my life. And out of that flows a sense of, you know, rather... Rather than, you know, angry about what I'm not or what I don't have, uh, I've got a sense of peace about, you know, I'm okay. My Heavenly Father says I'm okay. And that doesn't mean we are are always smiling. It doesn't mean we never have problems. Uh, You know, listen, all Christians have problems. We we live in a world that carries the, the, the disdain of Adam's sin. But in the midst of it all, God's a good God and we're His kids. And uh, as we walk with Him, you know, we sleep well at night. We have a sense of purpose and meaning. And that's really what happiness is about. Absolutely. And I think also, and you can speak to this too, but that's probably why it's so important as Christians that we tell people about why we have peace while we're content with certain things because uh, we have the answers. And if we just held those in, I mean, what benefit is that? Yeah. Well, I tell you, self-esteem 
uh, has been a big buzzword for decades in America, a sense of self, a sense of feeling like I'm okay. But unfortunately, when we look at ourselves in modern America, we're comparing ourselves to advertisers, to what the TV tells us, to what, you know, what an actor looks like, you know, what, what, uh, what a woman looks like in a bikini. I mean, we're, we're trying to find this perfect image of, our, of a person, and if we could just be them, so, you know, we'll have surgery to make us different. In this case, this is pretty amazing to me. First of all, medical science is just incredible that they could actually transplant a womb into a man's body. Now, it hadn't been done yet, as I understand, but they've done this with other women that were not able to have children. And of course, a woman, she's able to have natural birth. Uh, you know, she, she was created in such a way she could nurse the baby. You know, e- even if I'm a, a biological male who believes I'm a female or wants to be a female, I'll never have the joy of nursing. I'll never have the joy of a natural delivery. Something is still, it's still missing. And I think part of it is, and that's perhaps why they call it gender confusion, uh, people are trying to find happiness. They're trying to find an identity, a sense of self, a sense of worth. And the starting place for that, I think, is is rightly relating ourselves to God and being able to look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm not perfect, but, but Adam's sin, evil somehow filtered into my life, and whether I lose my hair, I I die prematurely or whatever, I mean, I can understand that theologically, but the essence of who I am, the person, the uniqueness, my Heavenly Father made me that way, and that's the basis of healthy self-esteem and happiness. Absolutely. You know, my wife uh, listened to your radio spot, and uh, she laughed with me. She said, you're carrying the next kid, so uh, kind of funny there, but for people that are really considering that, that's really sad. But uh, moving along, why don't you read the second yep. radio spot. Um, and this, is, this, this one is about racism in America and how we've so polarized people from one another. But here's how it goes. It says, somehow we've created a society in which skin color is more important than character. And that's why racial tensions are so high. Someone posted flyers on campuses saying, it's okay to be white. Perhaps they should have said it's okay to be brown, black, or white because God created us all. We're all human beings created in the image of God, and God didn't make a mistake when he created any race. Perhaps it's time we started judging people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Yeah, that's another great spot. But as we know, right now in America, it seems like there's a lot of racial tension. And and in my lifetime, I've never seen things so high. Um, Maybe you just want to speak to that for a moment. Well, first of all, I think identity politics is partly to blame for this. You know, in in our political uh, systems, we, we try to get people in boxes and and have one box compete against the next box. And, uh, you know, we try to shift blame in, in terms of race. I mean, listen, America has a, a horrible racial past, and it's not just white to black. I mean, it's across the spectrum. There is evil in the heart of human man. Uh, you look at gangs across the city streets, you know, in some of our bigger cities. You know, gangs are one color, and the people they're attacking are of another color. You know, uh, racial violence is not limited to, to one particular color, but it is very, very, very bad today because... Because, again, we have removed in secular thought God from the equation. And in secular thought, we don't have a God who created us. In other words, God created me white. Uh, God might have created someone else to be uh, uh, to be Asian, someone else to, as a uh, as an Indian and had a, a skin with a more reddish tint, an African-American with black skin. God is involved in our creation. So if that's our starting place is we all share one common creator. You know, we all descended from Adam. 
We all descended from the families that got off the boat with Noah, and as we dispersed across the different continents of the world, whether it was temperature variations, whether it was diet or different things that caused skin colors to be a little bit different, God, our common source is still God. And because of that, rather than first being against you because of the color of your skin, you're still my brother or sister in the human race. That's great. Uh, just kind of a practical question on the, the lines of, of racial things that are going on. What can the average Christian do to maybe bridge this gap of racism or not do, just in their daily lives? I think um, just, just being kind to people, irrespective of the color of their skin. You know, um, I, I went through the uh, line uh, today. I, I stopped by and, and picked up something that was on sale, and the lady was checking me out. And uh, when it was over, I, I looked at her in the eyes and said, thank you so much for your kindness today. And then I said, I want to give you an invitation to my church. God bless you. But I looked her in the eyes, and she smiled. Uh, I think if we just treat people the way we want to be treated, that's the golden rule. You know, listen, people are afraid of one another today. They're afraid of people they don't know. But the power of a smile you know, is in a different way, but just as powerful as a gun. I mean, I mean, a, a, a smile can bring life, a, a words of kindness, uh, opening the door for someone, preferring someone, you know. Um, I, I think just simply showing Christian love, trying to live the Great Commandment. We'll simplify it that way. Jesus said, second Great Commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. And the golden rule, of course, Jesus taught us, uh, treat other people the way you want to be treated. So irrespective of my race, and perhaps that's the problem. I don't want to just try hard to be nice to someone who's a different skin color than me. I want to try to be nice to everybody. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've tried to build a church that way. I mean, you look at our church here at Church on the Rock, and we are, you know, we're, a, we're like Baskin Robbins. I mean, we're, we're young, we're old, we're different races, we're different, uh, uh, different economic levels. Uh, we're hopefully a picture of the community and one day a picture of heaven. Amen. That's absolutely correct. Uh, kind of last question I want to talk to you about. Uh, yesterday was election day. And, of course, this wasn't a presidential election. But uh, just in your opinion, why is it so important that Christians vote? Well, it stems back to freedom. We take freedom for granted. And there are, are countries across the world, even communist countries, that are, are dictators that let people vote, but it's all a sham. You know, the vote is sacred because it's the right of the individual to have a voice in society. Um, it's, it's the way our founders uh, set this system of a constitutional republic up, that we're governed by the rule of law, we have elected representatives, and we have a voice. You know, it's frustrating sometimes because we don't feel like our voice is heard. But I guarantee you, yesterday, a handful of people shaped school board elections. A handful of people shaped the, you know, uh, the constitutional amendments in Texas and, and, and the charter in Texarkana, Texas. So uh, our, our voice can and does make a difference, and it's, it's a civic responsibility. But, but it goes back to the freedom thing. You know, I read a, an article the other day. It was a survey among millennials, and they said that they prefer socialism to capitalism. Well, socialism is just one – what socialism is, it's a step away from freedom, and it's a step towards more government control. Well, you know, I don't know that America will ever have a, a, an oligarchy or a dictator, but I tell you what, the more government control you have, the less freedom you have. 
And when, then when you see things like the Nazis, like fascists, uh, dictators around the world, these are people, North Korea right now, I mean, just for speaking against the government, people are jailed, they're killed. And, uh, um, you know, we have men and women that give their lives in wars to protect our freedoms. And uh, shame on us if we don't vote. Right. Absolutely. Uh, well, Pastor John, thanks for hanging out with me and talking to me uh, for this episode of the Cultural Impact Podcast. But on behalf of Pastor John and Zach, our sound technician, I'm Travis. We will see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Timeless Wisdom for a Modern Culture. 